Making a Meharian is an official broadcast of the Meharry Medical College School of Medicine. Located in Nashville, Tennessee, Meharry Medical College is one of the nation's oldest and largest academic health science centers. Since 1876 and well into the segregation era, Meharry was one of the few colleges where African Americans were given the opportunity to not only become doctors, dentists, and researchers, but also to make their mark in health, research, politics, and civil rights. Their stories have often been forgotten until now. Making a Meharian tells the stories of how Meharians of the past helped to shape our nation and how Meharians of today are making their mark. If you are interested in history, medical school, or just curious about the lives of these trailblazers, join us on this journey as we discover what it takes to make a Meharian. We are here today for another episode of Making a Meharian, and in particular in our theme of overcoming. Today we have a very special story, and parts of this story you will recognize, even though we're talking about a Meharian who passed away in 1967. I assure you there are some ties here that you will know. Today I'm going to switch voices. Uh, Mr. Israel Thomas will do the questions and I'm going to take on the voice of Dr. Joseph Alvin Chapman, a uh, Meharry grad. And I'm going to tell you the story of Dr. Chapman because he overcame some great obstacles, um, both in his journey to Meharry and his journey after Meharry, but went on to do great things. So sit back and listen to another Maharian who overcame and did great things for his people and for our country. Dr. Chapman, it's wonderful to sit with you today. Thank you for taking time and helping to educate myself and Maharians about the things that you've accomplished and the things that you endured in your journey to medicine. Could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Would be glad to, Mr. Thomas. I was born May 28th in 1901 in a little place called Navasoto, Texas. I was the youngest of five children and I was born to Sandy and Sally Chapman. At 18 years of age, I went to Prairie View Agricultural and Mechanical College, it's known as Prairie View A&M now. And uh, midway through my time in Prairie View, I got really sick with the flu and people thought I died. And uh, while they were holding my body to um, come and um, get it from the mortuary, I moved around some and my roommate realized I was still alive. And I was able to recover fully and I transferred to Fisk University, 
where I took some pre-med courses and was on the honor roll. Um, even though I played varsity football and basketball. Oh, that's amazing. So as a proponent of HBCUs, um, finishing up at Fisk, um, what are some of the other issues or, you know, trials and tribulations you overcame in your journey to medicine? Well, as you know, in that time, we're talking about the early 1900s about 1922, um, black physicians could only go, uh, or potential black physicians could only go really to two places, uh, and that was Meharry or Howard. Um, because in 1910, the Flexner Report um, uh, essentially closed the other um, hospitals for African-Americans. So since I had gone to Fisk, and uh, Fisk was right across the street from Meharry, I uh, applied and was accepted uh, to Meharry. I graduated in 1926, and I was um, in the top three um, physicians in the class in my grades. Um, after that, I moved to Macia, Texas, and that's a little West Texas town. I built Chapman Hospital. I organized an insurance company. I helped establish the County Negro Fair, and I was secretary of the Negro Chamber of Commerce. In 1939, I had $7 in my pocket and I moved to a place called Lubbock, Texas. And if you don't know where Lubbock is, it's the home of Texas Tech. And if you don't know what Tex who are famous folks that have gone to Texas Tech, John Denver, the singer, and Patrick Mahomes, most recently, was a graduate of Texas Tech. So that's where I, I landed and with that $7 in my pocket, I was able to build my family a home um, and um, build the Chapman Medical and Surgical Clinic and Hospital in Lubbock. Dr. Chapman, so you mentioned the Flexner Report. Um, for those who don't know, could you tell us a little bit about that and the effect it had? A man by the name of Abraham Flexner was a part of the organized medicine movement at that time. And there were at least nine others. In some places, there, they will say as many as 19 other institutions that trained uh, black um, and uh, black and uh, people of color to become physicians and they were spread all around the country. But at the event of the Flexner Report, Flexner supposedly looked at several different um, items that he thought um, really comprised a uh, progressive and uh, competent hospital setting or school setting. And 
Uh, he only named two schools um, that trained African-Americans. And because of that, the other schools closed. Um, and so up until almost the 1970s, uh, when we got Morehouse and shortly after Charles Drew, uh, Meharry and, and Howard were the only two places that trained black physicians. And, that, and that's interesting. And, you know, adding to the adversity just to become a doctor, um, having limited options and then being selected and to accomplish so much, um, how did you overcome so many of these challenges? Well, I just, especially after uh, almost dying, I just realized I had a whole lot to live for and a whole lot I needed to get done. And the, the Lord helped me just take on uh, challenges, but persist until we could get things accomplished. So even though I was a physician, I was very interested in my community and doing things that would help the people of um, my community. So um, like in Lubbock, I um, uh, started the first hospital for African-Americans. I was the man of the year for six years in a row. And um, I was even on the board of directors for the Negro Boys Club in, in town. In 1960, um, I was chosen to um, lead the president's White House Conference on Youth. And I just worked diligently in my community until I passed away in, uh, on January 12th, 1967. I got it. And as your lineage continues, tell us about some of the future plans that you have. Well, that hospital for African-Americans was very important in Lubbock. It was the only hospital that blacks and Negroes could um, go to. And on March 9th, 1959, uh, a woman by the name of Dorothy Fee, along with her husband, Theodore Fee, went to that hospital and she was in labor. And she gave birth to a person that I think most of you will know. Her name is Theodora Fee Pinnock. So not only was Uncle Doc, as I called him, um, the reason I was born in a hospital and got quality care, he went on to inspire me to go into medicine. And um, I had a long road to get to Meharry, but he is uh, the main cause that I am at Meharry Medical College today. Dr. Pinnock, that, that is really amazing. You know, I, uh, Dr. Chapman, along with you, have influenced many Meharians. Um, and what about his work keeps you going and ha helps you to do the work that you do for Meharry? I realize um, even though I didn't 
uh, know it at the time when I was growing up and, and watching him, um, even though he did so much, it was not without challenges because it was not um, accepted that blacks and in particular black community should progress and to have quality things for its people. And Lubbock um, is, is in Texas and Texas is not new to um, having discriminatory practices about its people. So Uncle Doc accomplishing all the things he did in that backdrop and in that environment when um, it wasn't popular, it wasn't accepted, and um, um, it probably was um, even life-threatening to him to do some of the things he did at the time. So that, if he could do all of that, I can do my part because thankfully things have changed a little bit. And Dr. Pinnock, you know, in our own discussions we had of so many Meharry stories that have been and went untold. Um, and during this season, we've got to share a few. Um, is there any advice or any encouragement you'd like to give to all our other overcomers um, those who are in medical school, those who have graduated, those who are trying to make their way to Meharry for medical school, um, what would you share with them? I would say just keep on. Keep on. You are here for a purpose. You, you have an opportunity to help people in ways that not everybody is able to do. And you just got to keep, keep doing it, keep persevering, keep overcoming until you reach your goal of becoming a physician. And if you're already reached that goal, then you have to start serving. Um, as you remember in our motto, the worship of God through service to mankind. That's what Meharians are about. Well, Dr. Pinnock, thank you for sitting in with us today and you know doing the interview part, but also sharing the legacy of your uncle. Um, I don't have anything. Do you have anything for us? I just, I appreciate the opportunity when talking about overcoming uh, and realizing all the links to Meharry that I have personally and um, that I owe Meharry. Um, I'm just glad for the opportunity to tell you the story of Uncle Doc. Thank you, Dr. Pennock. Making a Meharian is an official broadcast of the Meharry Medical College School of Medicine. If you are interested in applying to our medical school, please visit the admissions sections of our website at www.mmc.edu. If you are interested in seeing a Meharry doctor for your health care, please visit our clinical website at meharimedicalgroup.com. And if you would like to learn more about us or give us a donation to help sponsor the many programs we offer, visit www.mmc.edu and click Give Now. You can also learn more about us by following the official Meharry School of Medicine accounts on Instagram, Twitter, 
and Facebook. I am Dr. Theodora Pinnock, Associate Dean for Student Affairs and Admissions at Meharry Medical College. Please join us for the next episode of Making a Meharian as we spotlight our overcomers.